how y'all doing today? I know y'all ate good. Y'all had a good time this weekend, right? I know that y'all served y'all family well this week, right? This morning, I'd like to thank God for uh, giving me another opportunity to, to preach and teach his word. Uh, this, is not, this is not a comfort zone for me. I must rather be handing out something or shaking somebody's hand, I, you know. But I guess God, he got, a, he got a good word for us this morning. Amen? Amen. This word also is um, special, special to me. For some of y'all that didn't know, on September 19th, around 10 o'clock, 10, 10, 15, I lost my first queen. The Lord saw fit to take my mother home. This wasn't just a, a sad thing, but I was sitting at, the, at her foot in the hospital, at the bottom of her foot at the hospital. That's where I normally go when things are going bad with me in my life or when something is going on. So I was sitting at the foot of her, her bed at the hospital, and I turned around about 11.15, and I noticed the breathing had got a little slower. And then I noticed the, her spirit, her breath, left her body. Now, prior to that, she told me, she said, she, 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 prior to that, earlier during that day, she told me to go out and get my family and have them to come in. So everybody came in and they circled around the bed of my mother. She didn't say a word, but I picture her there. And I picture the Lord saying, be not afraid, only believe. And not too long after that, after her passing, I, I came back home here in Little Elm, and Pastor Mark asked me uh, to, be, to consider being one of your pastors. Yeah, y'all heard that right. <laughs> you heard it right. He said, consider to be one of your pastors. The first thought in my mind was, me? Are you sure? This young man with broken English, you want him to lead people that can't understand the word come out of his mouth? <laughs> then the Lord reminded me, why not you? The Lord reminded me that he called me from my mother's womb. The Lord reminded me he had made my path straight. He had set me apart for a time such as this. See, family, y'all, what's standing before you is a man that loves you with all his heart. Every individual that's sitting in these seats you are my brother. You are my sister. You are my Lisa. So why not me? All right, y'all. We got a long time to get, to get into this word. We're going to calm down a little bit. So if y'all would, just stand with me.
That's some good stuff, y'all. Y'all ready to pray? All right. Let's get it. Lord, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word. Father God, I ask that you just uh, let me step aside and that you speak to your people. Lord, let not your word return void. But Lord, give the people exactly what they want this morning. Give the people exactly what they need this morning. Something that can change their lives today. Dear Father, we're looking for that life-changing word today. Lord, allow this word to take root in their hearts today. Dear Father, not only that, Lord, allow that word to take root in my heart. Father God, I ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Take a seat. Y'all, this, this, sermon, this, sermon, this sermon was pretty, uh, I, I tossed and I turned with this for a while, and it just was coming together. Just, it was like a tornado. Y'all know how a tornado is? Just <laughs> And as I preached this word uh, before uh, Pastor Mark and the elders, they, they kind of helped me out and listened to it a little bit for me. And, and one of the things that Pastor Mark let me know, I said, Pastor Mark, I done talked before, but this was hard for me. He said, you know why it was hard for you? Because it's for you. It's for you. Instead of me just trying to sit and trying to see, Lord, what you want to tell your people, he was like, look here, this word is not just for them, but it's for you. So I'm going to give y'all what God gave to me. If you got your Bibles today, and I know y'all do, some of you may have your iPhones, turn with me to Hebrews. Hebrews, Hebrews 11, verse 1. And it, speak, and it says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. I'll say it one more time. None of always tell me why you repeat yourself, but I, I want to make sure you get this. It says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Brothers and sisters, this morning we're going we're gonna to discuss now faith. That now faith for us this morning is going to be an action, Right? The type of faith that we're going to talk about this morning, we're going to talk about that mountain-moving faith. We're going to talk about that faith that will make you move. And it, just to give you a little bit better understanding, that faith that will cause you to stand on the Word of God faith. Are y'all understanding what I'm talking about? That faith that, 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 faith that, that you have that when you don't exhausted all possibilities, that faith. Amen? So, now if you got your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Mark chapter 5. Now, while you're turning there, I'll give you a little summary of what, just took, what, what had just taken place. Our Lord and Savior, in the early part of this, this verse, this chapter, had just left from what I would call flexing his muscles. Yeah, you know, y'all didn't know he flexed his muscles every now and again, right? Flexing his muscles. He just came 
from, from, from the tombs from the other side of Galilee, where he healed the man, where he cast the demons out of the man that had legions of demons. And he cast these, these demons into the swine, the pigs, whatever you want to call them. Well, this was someone livestock, and the pigs went down and drowned themselves. Amen? Y'all know the story? Now, what the people told him after that, they said, look here, you need to get out. I don't care what you do. You're messing with my money. You got to go. So, Lord and, our Lord and Savior is our man of controversy. Him and his homeboy, him and his posse, they get together. Now, of course, they didn't have a boat like we got boats now with motors. So they ruined back to the other side. That's what we're going to pick up. They, they ruined back to the other side. Now, as they get back to the other side, this is what we find. In verse 21, it tells us, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the sea. Now, a couple things I want y'all to notice in this verse. It says, when Jesus had crossed over again by the other side. What do that word again let us know? He done been there before. If you read, if you read in previous verses of uh, Mark, and beginning in uh, chapter 1, you'll see that he left and he began to teach, preach in their synagogues. Not only that, he was healing in that region. He was casting out demons in their regions, right? So they knew him. They knew of him, right? So they were sitting waiting for his return. And not only that, John the Baptist had also let them know that he could be the Messiah. He told them, he said, the Messiah is, come, is coming. The one that I'm not even worried to lose his, uh, to tie up his shoes. So it's possibly that some was sitting there in this crowd thinking that he was the Messiah. Are y'all with me? Now, if y'all got a, a, a little bit of imagination, just a little bit of imagination, because, you know, oh, Al, he kind of think outside the box every now and again. We're going to pretend I'm standing. I guess I can, I'll be standing in Galilee. I guess I'll be standing in Galilee. I want y'all to pretend that this is the shore side. And also, I want y'all to pretend that y'all are the crowd. And keep that vision in your mind for the rest of this little sermon, if you can. Pretend this is Galilee. Pretend this is the shore side. And pretend y'all the crowd. All right? All right, now, let's keep going. There's some good stuff here. Now, it says a large crowd was gathering around him, so we know that the crowd was waiting on him, waiting on his return, right? Let's go to verse uh, 22. One of the synagogue's leaders, named Jairus, came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, my, daughter, my little daughter is, is dying. Come. Lay your hands on her so that she can get well and live. Verse 24, so Jesus went with him, and the large crowd was following and pressing against him. Now, we got, in, in this verse, I want you to understand, we can't read a lot of this unless you really get an understanding of who Jairus was. The words let us know that he was a leader of the synagogue, Correct? That's what it said. Some commentaries even tell us that by being the leader of the synagogue, he was in charge of appointing who read the scriptures. 
That's some commentary. We'd also be safe to say that Jairus was a man of integrity, real respected in his neighborhood, in his community, right? So Jairus wasn't just, just a little old token person. He was somebody. Y'all with me? Jairus was somebody. And then we go on down just a little bit farther. Picture this. Picture this. Jairus standing a little ways off. Now, just like you would, how did Jairus get here? I don't know a parent in this room that daughter is sick. And some scriptures, uh, other versions tell us that this, Matthew version tell us that this was his only daughter. So I don't know a parent in this room that your daughter is sick, that the first thing you're going to try to do is get a doctor to her. Picture with me if you would. Jairus got the means to pay for any doctor to get his daughter well. Don't get it twisted. Can you imagine the doctors coming into Jairus' house, telling this man of God, there's nothing else we can do. Can you picture Jairus falling back and remembering what our Lord and Savior had been doing in his region, healing people, casting out demons? preaching and teaching in the synagogue. Jairus, this was an urgent need. His only daughter was sick, and he was in need of a Savior. At this point in time, who he was had, had went out the window. It didn't matter if he was a leader of the synagogue at this time. It didn't matter his standing in the community at this time. It didn't matter how much money he had at this time. It didn't matter how much of a leader he was at this time. His daughter is laying at home to the point of death. And the doctors done told him there ain't nothing else he can do. What would you do? We're talking about that faith that would make you move. That mountain moving faith. That rock bottom faith. He remembered what our Lord and Savior had done, and he had to get to the Savior. Now, can you picture the crowd standing around? Jairus looking afar, and as he makes his way through the crowd, said that he fell to our Savior's feet. And beg earnestly. My daughter is dying. My daughter is sick. Come so that she can get well, so that she may live. Can y'all picture that with me? Now, the story don't stop there. Jesus didn't change a word in 24. He didn't exchange a word. What did Jesus do? Let's go. Let's get it. He didn't even say that. Come on, let's go. And they said, as they began to walk, 
the, the crowd was, was together, it was like a press, pressing together. Some, some commentaries tell us that this pressing together was compared to a wine press. Now, I don't know if I got any rock and roll people in here. I guess some mosh pit. Y'all, who in here know anything about a mosh pit? Raise your hand. All right, all right, all right, all right. Y'all with me, y'all with me. So picture a mosh pit. I picture your favorite person that came to town. Just picture the Savior that came to town. The Messiah who you've been waiting for. The healer is that have came to town. So this crowd was pressing together. Elbows to elbows. Shoulder to shoulder. Everybody touching everybody. And they headed to Jairus' house. All of a sudden they going to Jairus' house. Jesus feel a touch. That's what we're going to pick up. Let's get to it. Jesus feel a touch. Now, verse 30. Verse 30 tell us, at once, he real, verse five, chapter 5, verse 30. He said, at once, Jesus realizing in himself that the power had gone from him. He turned around to the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing against you, and yet you say, who touched me? But he was looking around to see who had done this. Now, let's get back into the story. This touch. Now, as we explained, this mosh pit, these people were elbows to elbow, elbows, so this touch wasn't just an average touch. You with me? This touch was a mountain-moving touch. That faith that make you move. This touch wasn't just an average touch. Because our Lord and Savior said, I have felt the power leave from me. And then immediately he said, who touched me? Oh, man. Guess who said something? You can find about who. who, who, who. Now, he said his disciples. His disciples said, uh, uh, you see the crowd. I probably would have said the same thing. You see the crowd. What you mean who touched you? Man, everybody touching everybody up in this place, man. What you mean? You know who that disciple was? You guess. I'm glad you asked. It was Peter. Old Peter. He always putting his foot in his mouth. Peter said, you see this crowd? Talking about who touched you, man? Everybody touching everybody. No, 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 Peter. You ain't understanding this. This wasn't an average touch. For I felt the power leave from me. And see, our Lord began to look around. He didn't, and notice, at this point, he didn't say, was it a man, woman, boy, girl, or wherever it was? He said what? Who touched me? Let's find out who touched him then. Verse 33, it tells us, the woman with fear and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Let's stop right there. She began to give her testimony, y'all. 
of what had happened. She was afraid. It says she came fear and trembling. So she was afraid. She was scared. Right? And why was she afraid? I'm glad you asked. Let's go back over here to, let's read her testimony. Verse 25 tells of her testimony. And it tells us, now a woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years had endured much under many doctors. She had spent everything she had and was not helped at all. On the contrary, she became worse. Having heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothing. For she said, if I could just touch his clothes, I'll be made well. Instantly, the flow of blood ceased, and she sensed in her body that she was healed from her affliction. For you to learn a little bit more about what this affliction was, go to Leviticus 15. Read and study it for yourself. But I'm going to give you a brief summary summary of what it was for time's sake. Because Leviticus could get longer than me. When a person had this issue, they couldn't touch anything. When a person had this affliction, if they touch a piece of clothing, a, 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 piece of, a piece of furniture, it was considered to be unclean. If a person touched another individual while having this affliction, she would, it was, they were considered to be unclean. So it's safe to say this lady was in isolation. isolation. All right? Now, It says she was in isolation for how many years? Now, I don't know about y'all. Sometimes for me, it's hard for me to be in isolation for one day. When I caught the COVID, man, I I was in there, man, about to lose my mind. She was in isolation for 12 years. Nobody coming around her. Considered to be an outcast. For 12 years. Spun all her money on doctors over 12 years. Said she spun all she had. That's what the word tells us. And then didn't get better, but it said on the, she, she only got worse. Oh, did you hear what, this, what the next part of what it said? It says she heard. She heard about the things that Jesus had been doing, the healing that he's, he's been doing, right? She heard. She heard the word of God, worried about, about, about Jesus. So she had to get to him. Now, she took a chance. Picture this with, with me, if you would. She's standing a ways off, looking at the crowd. A lot of people, I know if somebody had an affliction in my neighborhood that I think if they touched me, it was going to be unclean, I would make, make it my business to know who they are so they don't touch me, right? <laughs> right? So can you picture this lady? She had to cover herself up so nobody would know who she is. And this sickness causing her to be weak. 
Women may know what I'm talking about. For 12 years. So she covered up. She see the crowd. She stand out. And sometimes, don't you know, you got to talk to yourself. If I could just get to the Savior, if I could just get to him, man, I ain't got to have a word with him. I ain't got to do all this. All I need to do is just touch his clothes. Some commentary explain it as if she's touching the hem of his garment, the thread on the bottom of his clothes. She said, if I could just touch the hem, the thread of his clothes, I'll be made whole. Picture this with me. As she see the crowd, of course, her head covered for nobody to see her. Can you see her bumping into people trying to get there? Sorry. Making it to the Savior, touching the hem of his garment. And it said instantly she was, she was healed. Instantly this happened. And instantly Jesus realized the power had went from him. Now can you picture her back and back so she don't be seen? Now, you think about this. Why was she fearing and trembling? Good question. I'm glad you asked. As she was making it through the crowd, can you picture her bumping up against people? And she knowing that anybody that she touched would have been considered to be unclean. Even her touching the Savior would have caused him to be unclean. Can you see why she was fearing and trembling? Didn't know how the crowd was going to react. Once they knew it was her. And not only that, she knew what had happened in her body. It was an amazing miracle. Right? I can understand why she was fearing and trembling. But what did our Lord tell her? I'm glad you asked this one here too. He said, Daughter, daughter, he said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be healed from your affliction. Notice how he addressed her. No longer you got to be alone. You got a father that loves you. No longer you standing by yourself. You got a father that loves you. And oh, by the way, your faith has saved you. This is eternal. Your, your final destination, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has saved you. This touch that she, had, that she had, it was a faith that saved her from eternal life. That's what I see. Now, the reason why I see that, because the very next thing that he told her, he said, go in peace. Oh, by the way, go in peace. 
and be healed from your affliction. So the thing that you was bothering you for 12 years, by the way, go ahead and be healed from that. Right? Now, as amazing, as amazing as this story is, I know y'all like it, right? As, I'm talking about God just performed a, a powerful message. Did we forget about old Jairus? He's standing there while this is transformed, while this is going on. Jairus is standing there while this woman is getting the healing in the direction, the healing that she, that she so needed from our Lord and Savior, while his daughter is lying, lying at home sick to the point of death. What patience Jairus had showed. I know if it were for me, you know what I would have told him? I understand you. Listen, we got to go. Do you understand the urgency? My daughter's at home sick, but Jairus was patient. Now, let's pick up right here. Y'all off for quiet. I guess the spirit moves when you're quiet like that. I don't know who is there. Y'all want to chop me down one. It said, Jairus still standing there. It said, while he, verse 35, it said, while he was still speaking, here we go. While he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue's leader house and said, synagogue's leader's house, and said, to, and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Verse 36 say, when Jesus heard what was said, he told the synagogue leader, don't be afraid, only believe. Don't be afraid, only believe. Now, of course, let's dissect this too. Verse 35, tell us, it said, while he was still speaking, people came from the synagogue leader house and said, your daughter is dead. How many of y'all got these people in your lives that love come toting bad news? They always got, when God is moving and God is working, there's always somebody that's going to tote some bad news. Right? And the love of this father for his daughter I know when I got off the plane, when I got off the plane in Chicago, the day my mom, the doctor had told me to get there, and I got the baggage claim, I got a phone call from my cousin. And he said, cuz, where you at? I said, well, I'm, uh, I'm at baggage claim. He said, are you, are you sitting down? I said, no, I'm not sitting down. I'm at baggage claim, man. Trying to get my baggage to get there. He said, I just want to let you know your mama did. She gone. She gone, cuz. I said, what? Get a phone. Nana start boo-hooing. I said, man, no, man. My mama going to wait on me. See, there's always somebody. The enemy will always use somebody to tote some bad news. So Nana said, looked at me, said, babe, what you want to do? I said, we're going to go ahead and go to the hospital. Sure enough, I get inside the hospital room, what was there? I find my Lisa sitting up there smiling, talking, hey, baby, come on in and sit down with me. You know, she was still alive. See, when you got bad news, you still got to keep pressing. I knew in my heart that my mother was going to wait on me. 
But Jairus, Jairus, knowing that doctors done told him there was nothing else they can do, Jairus' heart must have been broken. Immediately, he probably started crying. This is the only child, his daughter. How many of y'all got baby girls? Baby girl to a daddy? What? My baby girl? I love my son. But my baby girl is my heart. My baby girl is my everything. My baby girl, when I remember when I was uh, coming home from work sometime, baby girl would just come lay up in the bed with me and say, Daddy, you okay? If you got a daughter, you can understand a baby girl is totally different. Love for a father for his daughter is totally different. But Jesus overhearing it, what did he tell him? Don't be afraid, only believe. Y'all say that with me. Don't be afraid, only believe. Say it like you mean it. Don't be afraid, only believe. Say it again. Man, I think y'all believe that, man. Y'all don't know if that turkey got you or what. All right. So, okay. Man, it's a hard one for me, y'all. So, verse 36. Oh, no, 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 37. I'm sorry. This is what Jesus did. So, the only way to continue to go, Jesus just told them, don't be afraid, only believe. Now we're at verse 37. He did not let anyone accompany him except Peter, James, John, James' brother. Everybody can't go with you. Everybody, everybody can't go with you. I'm just going to say this. Sometimes you believe in God for something in your life that may be strange to other people. Everybody ain't going to believe like you believe. Everybody ain't going to have that mountain-moving faith like, like, like he done put on your heart. And that's okay. But you do have that close-knit circle that you may have. Take them with you, all right? Now, let's keep going. Then they came to the leader's house, and he saw the commotion, people weeping well and loudly. And he went in and said to them, now, a certain, certain, certain different ones, Luke explained this one way because he, he a physician, so he, he explained this same thing from a doctor's perspective. Mark, I chose Mark because Mark get a little bit, to me, get a little bit more gritty, but old, 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 old Matthew, I don't think he paid a lot of attention. It just says me. Y'all got your own perspective. You get what you get from it. But I'm just saying, Matthew didn't pay a lot of attention. attention. But this part right here, he kind of paid, paid a little bit more attention because he said something that the other two didn't say. He said they were playing their flutes. When they got to this, this part right here, he said they were playing their flutes. other words, the memorial service was going on. These people was weeping and welling. 
Back then, they, they, I don't know, back then, they even got it in Africa right now. They got, well, you, I don't know if y'all know this, you can hire professional well, uh, uh, criers, professional people that will come by when someone passed and cry for you. The more money you spend, spend the louder they will cry. That's a true thing, man. The more money you spend, the louder they'll cry for you. And so this was the synagogue leader, and we know they were doing what? They were crying loud. And it said, when Jesus, it said, when Jesus, while, verse uh, 39, he said, he went in and said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. <laughs> and they laughed at him. But they put, but he put them all outside. Now, if y'all didn't know this, like I told you in the beginning, our, our Lord and Savior flexed his muscle a little bit. Now, our, our Lord and Savior is not a weak man by, by, by no means necessary. Let me read this again so y'all can, can see what I'm seeing. It says here, they laughed at him, but he put them all outside. They laughed at him, but he put them all outside. Other words, Jesus said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. All this weeping and wailing, what you, you ain't believing the way we believe. I already left half of my posse. And y'all sitting up here all this weeping and crying. This child is not dead. She's only asleep. And you laughing at me? You got to go. Get up out of here. And then the next part tells us that he took the mother, the father, and those three men that was with him. And they went in to where the child was. Let's go. Ooh, let me calm down. <laughs> all right. But he took them, out, took them inside. He took the child's father. See, all right, about it. He took the child's father, mother, and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was. I'm at 41. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha, come on. I say that right. Talitha, come on, come on which is translated, little girl, I say to you, get up. 42 said, immediately the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this, they was utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this. And he told them to give her something to eat. Now, 41 tells us he took the child by the hand and said, said to her, little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this time, they was utterly, at this, they was utterly astounded. God just God just performed this great miracle for her, for this young lady too. Yes, Lord. See y'all, the, the 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 statement. Don't be afraid. 
only believe is personal to me. When I watch the concern in my mother's eyes, and she asked me to bring the family into the room, I held back the tears, knowing that she was saying goodbye. And then I pictured the Lord, like I told you, I pictured the Lord comforted in her at this time, telling her, don't be afraid. Only believe. Well, that night, y'all, I, I, when she passed, I we, you know, the family came in, and you know, it was the family came in, and we said our goodbyes, and it was ten thirty. Finally, after spending some time with the family, I make it back to the hotel. At this point, I'm good. I held back the tears up to this point. Wake up the next morning, I'm good. You see, every day I call her around about 8, 9, 8 o'clock in the morning. I talk to Lisa every morning. This is when it hit me. Your number one fan is gone. The person that love you unconditionally, in spite of all of your faults, the person that understands all that you're not is gone. Your comfort zone is gone. See, like I told you, I, I noticed the power of God. Now, I got a text right when I was feeling like this. I got a text from a brother. And it was just the average text. Brother, I'm, I'm praying for you. Some of y'all may know my brother. But I call him Big Red. His name is Jeff Milton. And all he said was, I'm praying for you. I text him back. I said, Red, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt bad. It's a pain. I wouldn't wish on nobody. It's a pain. I wouldn't wish on nobody. But it's a pain that everybody going to feel. What happened next was amazing. It was just our Lord and Savior just showing out. See, I've been preaching and te- I came and gave my life to Christ back in 96. I accepted a call to ministry back in 96. Never would I thought I just thought I was going to preach in an <laughs> evangelist or something. Never would I thought God would put me in a place to be a pastor to a people that don't look like me, that don't think like me. Oh, what are you doing? The Lord said, I called you 
for a time such as this. See, brothers and sisters, y'all never find a man that wouldn't love you unconditionally. That same love that my mom gave to me, the same love and care that she gave to me is what God has instilled within me. The Lord said, uh, now you're ready. Now you're ready to change the Damascus. Family, I'm talking about that faith that'll make you move. See, every son, every, 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 we, we got, go ahead and put it up there. You can put it up there. Well, I take away. I'm going to read this. I got to get through. Got to get through. Yes, Lord. This is what I want you to take away today, y'all. It said, don't believe. I said, don't be afraid. Only believe. By believing in Christ, we trust he is, his way is best. By believing in Christ, we know that we are not alone. By believing in Christ, we know this too shall pass. By believing in Christ, we can look forward to his return. There we go. There we go. Move. Move. A person's steps are established by the Lord, and he takes pleasure in his ways. When we move in Christ, nothing is impossible. When we move in Christ, all fear is gone. When we move in Christ, we walk with the power of the risen Savior. Last. One more, one more. Oh, there we go. We didn't put them out of order. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. By hearing from God, we have direction. By hearing from God, we gain hope. By hearing from God, we get confidence. That's for those of y'all writing something down. I had to give you some good stuff. Now, the word of God I went for. I come up here every, every, every week that I come here, and I see, and I look out, I feel you, that you have a desire to get a word from God. And man of God been bringing it. God been using it. But today word, today's word is a word that should make you move. And like I said, y'all are in the crowd. Choose which one you want to be. You want to be, be part of the crowd, that's okay. And just happen to be around in service, that's okay. If you're like the woman with the issue of blood, with the affliction, if you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling isolated, in need of a savior? That's another one. And if you like Jairus, understanding that your position and who you think you are what you might be. It's time to lay that to the side. Or 
if you find yourself like me. Knowing that you, you can't walk this walk alone. Knowing that God has unplaced people in your life. I advise you today When a word go forth like this, y'all, I'm going to get out of the way. When a word go forth like this, it's cause for an action, a reaction. We family here. We all we got. family here. It's time to put, put aside a worry about who's going to look at you. What's going on? It's time to run down here to the seashore. Come to the altar. Remember I told you that I saw the power of God. The thing that I saw was when the Spirit of the Lord came up in the room, it went past me. It went past my auntie that was at my mother's side. It went straight to her. And it was a beautiful thing. I'm telling you, while the blood is running warm in your veins, while you still got time. See, this is just for this, 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 this jacket, this, I could take this off. While y'all still got time, come see a Savior.